Well, welcome to another episode of Satisfying Static. Last time we talked about a topic that one of my followers pitched, and we only got through the first one. Because we're so good at this. So we decided that that was fun, and we were going to do another, another one. one. I, tried, I, tried <laughs> to, I tried to do my best DJ Khaled voice. Another oh, one. God, stop. Um, so, a funny story about that. I once played a card game with my ex and some friends, and... One of the things was like, act like DJ Khaled for 10 seconds. <laughs> or no, it was 30 seconds. Another one for 20 seconds. Yeah, so it was 30 seconds. And it was right when Snapchat upgrade, upgraded from doing the 30 second snap to the minute snap. Oh. So I was like, 30 seconds is as long as a Snapchat. Like, we'll use it that way. So like, just hold the Snapchat towards me. And they started recording me. And I was like, DJ Khaled, another <laughs> one. And then I like, did one of these. And they recorded it for the full minute. And I'm like, this is such a long 30 seconds. And they were like, dying. That's so funny. I love they that. They were dying. Yeah. They were like, and I was like, shit-faced. So I'm yeah. like, in the moment, I'm like, no, it's like 30 seconds. And they're like, no. And that was a terrible DJ Khaled. I'm sure it's hilarious. I hope someone has that video. Anyway, what's our next question? I'm sure they do somewhere. Uh, classic Disney love stories. Oh, this one. Yeah, I was kind of curious about this one. Um, what are your... Do you have classic Disney love stories? I mean, we all have classic Disney love stories, right? Like, this is just talking about, like, our opinions on a classic Disney love story, right? I mean, we can talk about whatever, honestly. I guess I was mostly curious, like, what which classic Disney love stories to you are classic and which ones are classic to me? Because we do have an age difference, so I was wondering if that matters. <clears throat> Uh, I think I am, I am much more on the new age Disney side. So like, I know what I figured. <laughs> like, well, and it depends on what you consider new age. So like Hercules. Oh, I don't, yeah. I don't know if I would consider that new age. Totally. It's like Hercules and Meg, but that's not as far back as Lady and Tramp. Right, right, right. And like, I guess I would be like. Okay, so, like, Hercules, for me, yeah, that's definitely, like, a Disney classic. But I think for, like, classic Disney romances, like, for me, it's still very much, like, Beauty and the Beast, Cinderella, mm. um, Snow White, like, those. Because those are the ones that, like, I grew up on. I think one of my favorites, just overall, is um, New Age Rapunzel, like, Tangled. Oh, I did love Tangled. Actually, that was a really good one. But yeah, so like, because I'm more removed from those, I didn't really get to like, I think, enjoy like, I'm not a Disney adult, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, I have not continued my love of Disney after a certain age. Like, I'll go Oh, dude, I'm, I'm such a Disney adult. Okay, see, I thought so, because you wanted to go to Disneyland, and I, I've never been. And so I was like... Uh, oh yeah like that would be interesting to see but it's not something that like I need to do you know what I oh, mean oh I, no well, I I love I went to Disney World in 2019 I would go again every single year if they would let me <laughs> I drink the Disney Kool-Aid I I'm not the kind of Disney adult that's like I don't have Mickey ears on my walls there's nothing wrong with that no I just don't commit to Disney as a company in that way right um but I mean, yeah, and I and since Disney folded Marvel in, I've been even more of a Disney adult. Yeah, I, I would so, say I'm 
a Marvel adult. <laughs> yeah, if we can say classic Disney love stories, I I would argue Tony Stark and Pepper Potts is my <laughs> classic. I guess it is at this point, but <laughs> I think the original Iron Man came out like forever ago. Forever ago at this point. Yeah, no, you're right, but it's weird to think about it that way. Um, I know, I know, I feel old I, doing that. I, mean, I would, I would love to hear other people's opinions, especially like just from what you grew up with. Because, like, I mean, I right. agree. I, I love that relationship, like um, Tony Stark's relationship with um, Pepper. What Pepper? Yeah, Pepper Potts. Yeah, um, is like the cutest, and I totally love that. Um, especially in the like later <clears throat> movies, but like, yeah, like I was saying, like for me, when you said classic Disney love story, <clears throat> immediately I'm thinking Disney princesses, which I think is super interesting because also that colored how I expected relationships to work as an adult. Oh yeah. See, and I like, I like the newer age princess roles of like Mulan for obvious right. reasons. Right. There was and some gender bending. She was breaking social norms. Like... I love Mulan. Yeah. But I didn't feel, but see, like, that's interesting because I didn't feel like Mulan was a love story. Like for me, Mulan was like this movie about a cool girl who did what she wanted to do no matter what anyone told her. And there happened to be some guy that was cute. Like that's how I saw that movie. So I, so this is fascinating. I agree. That's 100% how I saw that movie as well. It's also how I saw, um, uh, Rapunzel, entangled, same way, same same, same yeah. thought process of yeah, totally. She, she wants to do this thing, and love is like a secondary. And Frozen, New Age Frozen, even there's totally. an adventure to be had, and love is the secondary thing. Yeah, and that is that is how I have tackled love in my life. See, that's where so where where like you know, career and ambition and everything else is first and if love happens along the way great <clears throat> damn disney has trained us well yeah see that's so interesting because i didn't like yes i grew up with mulan and like hercules and stuff and but like i was a little bit older at that point um so i loved those movies but it wasn't like as formative in my like early years so in my early years, I got the Disney princesses. So I 100%, which were 100% about love. Like those stories were, you are going to be married to a man and whisked off to a castle. And that is the rest of your life. Like that was the whole thing. The whole point of Beauty and the Beast was her <clears throat> saving the beast. And then like she gets this like amazing life at the end of it. So like for me, love has always been like, and I'm not saying it's Disney's fault. It's probably a lot of things fault, but love has always been like number one. Like that is the first thing and everything oh, else wow. is secondary to that. So like my job, friends, whatever, like all of that, like if my partner needs me or like something is going on, like I will 100% be all in on that. So that's really interesting. It's fascinating. Yeah. So I don't, I didn't watch, I still have to this day have not seen a lot of the quote classic, classic Disney movies. I've never seen the original Cinderella. I've never seen um, the original Beauty and the Beast. I've never seen, I think I've seen the original Little Mermaid maybe once. Oh. Um, and like, I, I've never saw Beauty and the Tramp or Beauty and the Tramp, ha, Lady Wait, and the Tramp. Yeah. 
I never saw like Aristocats, like any of those like old style I, animations. Yeah. <laughs> just never saw those. Oh yeah. See, see, that's so interesting. Like I grew up on like the original 101 Dalmatians. So every like iteration since then has been like very weird for me. <laughs> oh, I've seen, I've seen the new age, the new age ones with the, I don't remember what that male actor's name is and not Meg Ryan, but the British version of Meg Ryan. I don't know who you're talking about, but okay. Oh my God. I can't remember. It's the live action one where like they, um, I think I'm confusing that actress with, um, okay. So my brain has just done this thing where I mashed up parent trap. Okay. And 101 Dalmatians live action, I think is what just happened because. Well, either way, I've already lost interest into who the actress is, so we can move on. (laughs) I was gonna I was circling back though. I was gonna have you guess when the first Iron Man was released. Ooh, oh, um, two thousand five. Close, two thousand eight. Damn. Oh, I was really close. Oh, um, I think Julie Richardson is her name. Anyway, she does have short ish hair that kind of looks like Meg Ryan ish from the nineties. Okay, All that's right. why. And Cruella was a goddamn masterpiece. Cruella was a masterpiece. It is a masterpiece, 100%. Um, it, it, it deserved the Oscar it got for costume. It was so good. Oh, absolutely. But, yeah. So, anyway. That's fascinating. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. And it's... It is very interesting that um, it kind of sculpted love in, in two different ways. I will say that Hercules especially gave me the complex of self-sacrifice for those that you love. Mulan did the same thing. Oh, well, all hero movies. Yeah, I would say all of the Marvel movies probably did the same thing to you. Right. So, like, my hero complex was bolstered by all that stuff. Like, you're only as good as, as of a human as when you are when people aren't looking, and you're, all, you're an even better human if you're doing things for those that you love without anybody looking at you. Yeah, 100%. I think for me, though... Well, I don't know. My therapist probably has thoughts. We can let her leave a comment. But um, I think for me, though, that was really shaped by, like, my love of comic books and, like, superheroes. Mm. So, like, I grew up with, like, a deep, deep love of, like, um, X-Men and, like, Batman and superheroes and stuff. And, like, that is very much the language around comic book culture is that like to be the hero you have to like be a good person behind closed doors and like self-sacrifice and like that's what makes you the main character of the story so like I think for me that's what really shaped it because I can't say like I have any hero I any anything like that from Disney movies I maybe the male character but like I just really don't get that from Disney movies part of my influence is is video games as well which is the same thing as like comic books like the main character of a a video game and video games now you get to pick hero villain yeah and always I'm like oh hero you know in fable I picked (laughs) I picked hero in you know Grand Theft Auto I didn't follow the the rules while you drove like crazy people would but (laughs) I didn't beat up the stripper on the street in that game. Right, right. I just, I wasn't that person. I hear you. Yeah, that's interesting, huh? Wow, media really um, shapes who we become as human beings, huh? It does, but you get, and you fall down a dicey road that way, because then you get a lot of the video games cause children to be violent situation, and I grew up playing 
you know, shooting games all the time. My brother and I played them together. I had a small professional stint with the original Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare, like when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. I never had more prone to violence for that. Yeah, I think it's it's too generalizing and sweeping to say like, oh, video games cause this. I think with any human beings are complex. So like it's a lot of factors like you and I both grew up watching Disney movies and we just had very, very different like experiences with Mm -hmm. that. Well, I think it just really depends on like that plus all of the other factors around you. I think I I think that's a good take. Yeah, like, if you're playing shooter video games and your family, you live around people who, like, love guns and go around shooting all the time and are very, like, flippant about that, you're probably going to have a weird, very loose relationship with guns. Yeah. Yeah, there was that shooting in, um, oh my god, I can't remember what state it is now. They, they're, they're trying the parents as well as the child. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Um, be- because they got him, like, a Christmas gift of a of a loaded gun at, you know, 15 or however old he was. And then ran. Well, yeah, and then they were like, no big deal, here, have it. And they had just had a conversation, like, a week earlier in the, the principal's office about this kid expressing that he wanted to harm his classmates. Like, Yeah, I remember that one, yeah. Like, yeah, and then they ran and there was a manhunt and everything else. I God, was it, like, Florida? I feel like this is a Florida th- I don't know. I'm misremembering. But, but you know, who, who knows? But, yeah, I do remember that. I mean, we can, we can get into a deeper conversation about people, but. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, do you want to go to the next one or do we have anything more to say about Disney? No, what's the next one? <laughs> the next one is Would You Rather. Oh, shit. I forgot about that one. Um, I don't know if I want to play Would You Rather. Would You Rather on this episode? Maybe we should try the next one. And yeah, have- Would You Rather is a long thing. The next one after that, Marvel vs. DC. Oh, okay, we're already on track. Yeah, we're doing great. So, I have I have the worst time with this question. Why? Because my favorite superhero is the Green Arrow. Right. We know that that is a DC character. Right. I also love The Flash. I love the Arrowverse on the CW, which is almost all canceled now. RIP. Um, but as a whole, I like Marvel heroes more. So like yeah. my favorite individual character, the Green Arrow, great. But my favorite overall company as far as, especially modern media, Marvel. I... I, I have not like since the Dark Knight series for DC, I have not cared about any of their movies. I have not cared about and and aside from that show, I I have not cared about most of that stuff. Now I've heard Titans is good. I haven't gotten to get into Titans. Um I did get into Swamp Thing. I haven't finished it yet, but that was really good and I'm sad that that was canceled. Um But yeah, I just like I DC's movie universe can't hold a candle to Marvel's. And in a lot of ways that has shaped my love for Marvel. And I think, I think a lot of people would agree with that. I think a lot of people like DC being a little darker and having edgier, you know, superheroes and edgier villains, but like their inability to get that translated to the screen. Well, has really hurt them. I think in the last, you know, decade. 
Oh, for sure. No, I totally agree. That's something they've always struggled with. Um, with movie-wise, like, DC has never been good at translating their characters to film or TV. Um, I felt like they kind of had a shot with Gotham. I felt like that was a pretty good show, but... I don't know. Uh, Gotham, I think I watched like two seasons and liked it, but it was also really slow pace. And I felt like the actors super carried that show. Like the guy, the guy who plays Penguin, impeccable. A hundred percent. Yeah. That was really the only reason I was watching it. But so it's like that. I feel like it's always been like that with DC is they always go for like a big name or one good actor and they expect that to carry the whole thing and you're like okay but you can't have them on screen 100 percent of the time um but no I hear you I totally agree with you and especially because like I grew up like a hardcore DC fan I was never like a purist you know what I mean like some people yeah. are like no only DC or only Marvel right and I I have a, a different kind of perspective because I grew up like in the comic books like I very much owned way too many comic books like would go to the comic book store every Wednesday for new release day like I very much like lived in that comic book universe with them and for that for for that aspect I like DC better. I feel like DC Marvel has has had their moments, but I feel like DC more consistently has had like more interesting storylines, more mm. interesting conversations. Um DC tends to be more cerebral, so they deal more with like emotional issues or like emotional growth whereas marvel has always been very 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 like present and i think that's that's the piece that's winning it for them now is that marvel has always been on top of like cultural issues um political issues like you'll find a history of our politics throughout marvel comics like if you read them um they touch on those issues all the time and so i think just like as companies, when that had to translate into media, like film, because we all stream everything nowadays, they have never been able, DC has, hasn't been able to stay relevant because especially for a long time, I don't, I feel like this is kind of shifting, but for a long time, people don't give a shit about emotional availability or learning how to be better emotionally. And that's what DC is giving. Whereas Marvel is touching on things that are happening today, race issues, politics, um, mm. like media, they pull in trending things, they pull in memes, like they try to stay very, very relevant. And so it's more appealing to more people, whereas DC has always stuck to their roots and it is just kind of killing them. I think if DC translated that better to the big screen, though, you would have a better draw, like I think they have an opportunity right now. And like, we kind of talked about this on a different episode where we were talking about like dating shows. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we're going to bring it back to hot to handle for a second. But um, like I do. So like, this is where I've been saying, like, I feel like there's a shift happening. Um, Cause like, look at reality TV. We've been so focused on like drama, trash, yelling, whatever, like none of that is very healthy. And now like even the Kardashians are sitting down having conversations about like, Hey, why are you reacting like this at me? Like, I need you to talk to me about this. Like too hot to handle is all about emotional growth and those shows are doing okay. So I feel like this 
there's a shift culturally happening where like if DC were to get the right people in the company right now, they do have an opportunity to really like take that market share back, but I just don't think they're going to do it. Yeah, I think you're right. I think they have a they have a chance. And they so I don't know if you follow like the Ezra Miller stuff, but the guy that they cast to play Flash in their movies has been arrested twice in the last, you know, three months for assault. Oh, no, I haven't been following that, but huh. Oh, it's bad. Yeah, it's bad. And he was supposed to have like his own Flash movie and nobody really liked him compared to Grant Gustin from the shows anyway, but like, whatever. I I don't know. It's a great question. We don't know. None of us know. And none of us will never know. But I think they have an opportunity now to show how they're going to respond to Ezra and what he's done and, and, and show, you know, quote, show their wokeness, I guess, and, and kind of show really what direction they're, they're going to go in, or that they're willing to go in. Yeah, that's, that's valid. I don't think it's going to happen, but yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, one can hope, one can hope. Because yeah, he wasn't even that good of a flash. I mean, I didn't, I didn't love the Justice League movie. I thought it was okay. I also again like I don't they just need to get more like relevant they need to come more to like the times I think they're just still so focused on like this character building and character growth that it's too hard to relate to a Justice League that still kind of feels like it's from the 60s you know what I mean well yeah and I think you know the Avengers spent years building this huge cross movie event thing yeah when all these individual pieces came together it was like emotion provoking we're like oh dc it was like oh yeah cool ben affleck got ripped for batman now he's in another movie that's cool momoa is great we all love momoa aquaman was great Right. Like he's like Momoa is by far backpacking the DC universe at this point. Like, yeah, for real. I will say <laughs> that DC has done a good job about the Amber Heard backlash because they've cut her scene in Aquaman two down to ten minutes. Really? So she filmed this whole movie of Aquaman two, and they've now cut her all the way down wow. to ten minutes. And she might get wow. cut all the way out by the end of it because it's in post production, and they can just do that. Um, yeah, and as the allegations mount against her, I would not be surprised if they did, but yeah, but so, I mean, they show that they can do something with Amber, like do something about Ezra. He can't throw chairs at fans because he wants to in a fucking Hawaii. Okay. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. I mean, whatever. They're all corporations at the end of the day, but in terms of characters, like, I think for I will forever be a Batman stan for all of my days. I don't know yeah, that I no, can ever... I mean, Bruce Wayne's character development can't be... And, and Oliver Queen's character development into the Green Arrow, you can't... You can't not acknowledge how incredible those are. Yeah, like, it's hard to walk away from those characters. You're, like, so heavily ingrained in their, like, personal lives you know Mm -hmm. what I mean like I feel like is a little bit more removed like you get glimpses here and there to make them more human but really it's about like them taking on the world and with DC a lot of 
because it's like Batman babbling his freaking demons, his mommy and daddy issues, you know? It's like about Catwoman towing the line between being like a hero and a villain and like all of these like very like psychological things um, that are very internal and don't necessarily require the outside world. And so I feel like they just have never done a good job of like making it relevant. <laughs> I wish comic books were more accessible because now we're... Six, they are. Well, well, all digital. well, no, I know. But I mean, like, now we're 60, 70 years into these things being out that if I wanted to start from the very beginning and try and follow the oh, canon of... That, that Everyone says this to me all the time. This is literally the same conversation I have every time I say I read comic books. Um, that's not true because the comic books teach you as they go because they know that anyone can start picking up a comic book at any time. Like, they're made for children. Children are born at all times. They become of age to read at all times. So the comic books teach you and they'll re-explain things that have happened in the past. But also because of this, they restart storylines constantly. So, like, it doesn't really matter what you know because now it's a totally different world anyway. Oh, well, and I've heard, I've heard that they like, you know, they like, like Thor right now is a woman. They do things like that where they like update their storylines, but. While like, I mean, they do all kinds of stuff like that. So it's things like, like I haven't been reading comic books for several years now. And so I, but I, I know if I wanted to start again, I would just have to go and start and like get caught up. It just seems so overwhelming to me. I'm like the person that watches from season one, episode one, you know? See, like, that's the hard thing about comic books. And I think that's why a lot of people don't get into them is because, like, it has been generations and, like, there is no season one. Right. There is no episode. Like, it just kind of starts wherever you pick it up. Oh, God. That sounds so terrifying to me. (laughs) But, like, it's just, like, like, the nice thing about it is that the people who are writing it understand that. So they literally will explain past things to you and it'll come up again, like, especially if it's relevant to the storyline. So they'll be like, hey, remember when, like, Batman broke, when Bane broke Batman's back? Yeah, that was in asterisk this issue. Oh (laughs) my God. (laughs) Asterisk this issue. It happened here. That's so So, funny. But yeah. I mean, so it's not as intimidating as you think, and, like, a lot of things you don't need to know because they don't matter, so, like, the big things will be repeated or reminded or whatever, so. I think that's a good place to end this episode. Yeah. Pick up a comic book (laughs) and start reading in the middle of a story because they'll remind you it's not the middle of a story. Yeah, just start. It's always, I, okay, wait, I have a better piece of advice. There's, like, a new storyline every, like let's say six to 12 issues. So if you come in at the beginning of a storyline, then you're already set. Oh, there you go. So if you're interested in comic stuff, start at the beginning of a new series in six to 12 weeks. Uh, issues. <laughs> in six to t- talk to your, talk to the guys at the comic book store. They will help you out. They're always phenomenal. <laughs> okay, great. Thanks for listening, guys. <gasps> Until next time. <laughs>